0: Hello, you're listening to Speak Up Podcasts, a podcast
1: initiative by Isaac in Malaysia, one of the country's largest youth organizations. Here, we involve youth in Malaysia and beyond in conversations about the United Nations global goal number four, quality education. This episode was recorded by our local committees during our Speak Up Volunteer projects in the summer of 2020. Welcome back to another episode here with the Isaac in University Speak Up podcast. So I'm your host today, Mark Edward again, and a little bit surprised for all of you guys listening out there, we have an exclusive guest. So let's all welcome Roshini. Hi
2: everyone. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me Mark and everyone.
1: So, uh, could you tell me a little bit of yourself for me and the audience?
2: Well, okay. Um, my full name is Roshni Shemin Miranda. I am 21 years old this September, and I am from Kuala Lumpur.
1: All right. Cool, cool, cool. Now, let's go back to our volunteers. Let's start with Vincent.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Vincent. Um, I'm 21 years old this year. I'm studying in Institute of Pendidikan Guru, Campus Tengku Ampuan Abzan, in Pahang. So, people usually call it as Institute of Teachers' Education. So I'm a second year training teacher, majoring in Malay language and minoring in TESOL. Currently, I'm living in Rawang, Selangor.
1: Alright, thank you, Vincent. Now, let's have Emily.
3: Okay, thanks, Mark. Hi, everyone. My name is Emily Lim. I'm 19 this year, and then I just finished my foundation in science in May, and then I currently stay in Sungai
1: Malaysia. All right. Thank you, Emily. Now for our last guest for today, Sida.
4: So hi, everyone. I'm Sida. I'm Sida and I'm turning 20 in this November. So I'm studying for finance and major management. And where do I stay? is I'm staying at Yoko Baru. All
1: right. Thank you, Sida. So as usual, folks, I would like to go through my game cards so that we get to know each other better. So for today is, everyone got to tell me three highlights about yourself. So let's start with our guest, our exclusive guest, Roshini.
2: (laughs) Well, okay, highlights of 2020. The first would have to be um, celebrating my friend's birthday this year. The second would have to be reuniting with my pet Husky back in KL when I flew back from Miri. And the third would have to be just um, being able to be in campus during this whole COVID situation. It gives me a sort of um, contentness and calmness. So, yes, that's it.
1: <laughs> mm, interesting. Thank you. So, let's go with Emily.
3: Okay. Thank you, Ma. Um, the three highlights of 2020. Um, the first one will be calling my friends through the internet for like two hours that day the second will be like um getting my car license and the ic like the new ic as an really an adult not the like small one and then the third one will be getting the course that i really really wanted like i just finished my foundation so now i i just received the course that for the degree part and then i just receive it and then that's the course that i really really wanted that's the three highlights of the need, need for me.
1: All right, thank you. And congratulations on getting the course that you wanted. <laughs> thank you. All right, so let's have Sida next.
4: Uh, so three highlighting event that actually happened to me this year is uh, I get to go to China without any expenses, like without me putting any expenses and getting an overview of how does China work. And the next is Mary Kay, where I actually have my own online platform to work with. The third one is our virtual world that actually made me realize that things can be changed virtually too. So that this will be the three highlights that happened in my life this year.
1: All right. Thank you. And for our last guest, Vincent.
0: Okay. So for my three highlights, the first one would be I began this year in January by walking up to Gunting Highland from a... Uh, Half Hill campsite during a rain with some friends. So it was a very good experience. Secondly, I spending almost four months preparing for an English carnival project in my campus, but didn't manage to organize it due to the COVID-19 situation. And last but not least, it is my first time joining an ISAC project. And on top of that, being a virtual volunteer. That's all, thank you.
1: Mm. All right, thank you, thank you. Oh, and I almost forgot to introduce myself again. Uh, All right. So all you folks out there who's listening here, uh, my name is Mark Edward felix I'm 20 years old this year, and I'm studying, a bachelor's in commerce, majoring in marketing and PR, and I'm just a normal Sabahan guy here. And my three highlights for this year so far is that I went on a really, really memorable trip uh, with a couple of my friends uh, up, in the northern part of sabah uh, i have volunteered to be the head of a volunteering project which is the one that i'm doing right now and also going through online learning for the first time in my life which was in a way kind of fun so yeah that's all from us from right now and we'll be back in a short while. Hello everyone again, it's us. So we're back with our session and we're gonna start off with some, you know, opening the topic for today, which is STEM being part of our lives. So um, uh, what I would like to say about this topic is just that um, I don't really know a lot about STEM. So uh, what what I just know about it is just that, uh, you know, it's initials, which is just science, technology, Engineering and Mathematics. So um, I invited our exclusive guest here for today. As she is quite an expert on uh, STEM as she is a representative from the Chemistry Club in Curtin University. So uh, let's hear it from R- Roshni. Hi,
2: everyone. Thank you, Mark. Well, as Mark mentioned, I am representing iChemE of Curtin, Malaysia. So yes, I do know a thing about two, I suppose, about STEM. So as Mark has uh, explained, STEM basically stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. So the number one thing about STEM is that it doesn't have to be four different disciplines. The main thing about this STEM is they want Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics to be one integrative aspect. So when we are teaching students or expecting students to learn this discipline, we expect them to integrate all these disciplines together so they would have a more wholesome understanding and would gain exposure in a proper manner for them to want to achieve a STEM major course such as um, mechanical engineering, chemical engineering, biochemistry, etc. So right now, what STEM offers to do is we expect students to undergo problem solving critical analysis, teamwork, independent thinking, um, communication, digital literacy, as well as some creativity. And initiative is a very important aspect of STEM as we expect students to literally come up with new ideas that could help us and society to become better and to integrate better as a whole community. So yes, um, especially with the global economy that is changing right now as um, there's a lot of fluctuations in jobs due to automation and especially due to this COVID-19 situation, like there has not been a much better time where STEM has to come up in this digital era as we need more people to volunteer their services for us to be more um, technologically advanced. So yeah, STEM is very, very important and I assume that everybody should be interested and be passionate about it because it literally is the foundation of our existence. So yes, that is what I have to say about STEM introduction.
1: All right. Thank you. Um, but I actually have a question, like, uh, since you mentioned about like, um, you know, biochemistry and all being part of STEM, which is like the science part, can you maybe give us, uh, some examples what would like technology kind of stuff would be like, or maybe engineering or maths?
2: Okay, sure. Um, speaking in technological terms, perhaps computer science, as now- nowadays, especially during this whole coronavirus situation, um, we all have to be on our toes in terms of technology as all our interactions are taking place remotely and online. So computer science plays a very heavy role as if students are more integrated in terms of software, in terms of learning how to operate Zoom, for example, Google Meet, or even engineering software such as Aspen and Heisys, they will have a more wholesome learning experience. So that is where, for example, computer science can take place. Mathematics are in terms of... um, architecture, or anything like for example, even designing a bridge or a building, like it's not only engineering that takes place, it's so many aspects that go into the design, such as mathematics. Like if one person solves the um how to say the um equation essentially wrong of how many tiles is needed, for example, or how many stainless steel bars are needed, the the, the entire building could collapse. So having a new generation come up with um, passionate STEM majors is very, very important because we are mo- looking forward to be more advanced in terms of technology. So yeah, every discipline, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics are very important and they should be integrated in one for us to understand that um, we can only advance if we proceed in this kind of major.
1: Mm, all right yeah i completely agree with you uh okay well one last question for you um i was thinking like um since all stem is technically all about like technical stuff like science and all that you know maybe hands-on stuff and whatsoever but what about something about yeah. communication i know you mentioned it somewhere uh could you elaborate more on that
2: Sure, sure. Um, so there is the production side of it. there's the process side of it. But the most important part of STEM, which I failed to mention earlier, is research and development R and D. That is a very important aspect. As the production or process could not even take place without R and D, since um, we the sorry the STEM majors should actually sit down in front of a computer and essentially note down or jot down every system or software that is about to work. So yes, computer science is very um um in important and communication in this aspect is essential if one engineer can't relay an, an, another problem to another engineer it could be a whole catastrophe and would result in poor risk management which is a very important role in engineering um for example we have heard um of, this, of the massive explosions that have happened all across the world and the buildings that have fallen down. Yes, that essentially, if you go to the root of the problem, it's all because of poor engineering management and risk management, which, which is tied back to lack of communication. That is why it is very important for communication to be an essential part of STEM.
1: So uh, thank you uh, a lot. Uh, Roshni for all the insights that you have given us so yeah so uh, right now I'm just going to open up with a question for all of us so I would like to ask of course Roshni um, what what do you why do you think it is important to teach high school students especially about STEM
2: okay well high school students so when I touched on the importance of stem earlier we wouldn't be where we are right now without science technology engineering and mathematics i think that is pretty self-explanatory however if generations these days decide not to take an importance on stem we cannot as a whole humankind and mankind as a whole nation or even on the international stage we cannot move forward especially due to the fact that right now due to climate change due to global warming due to um these mass differences that has happened on our Earth, we can barely do damage control, much less move forward as a global citizen. So, taking an interest in STEM from a young age is very very important. That is why teachers, lecturers, and and teachers essentially should instill that sort of passion in students for them to learn and to for them to think that yes, I want to take a part in changing and molding our future for for the better. Like. Looking around us, our entire lives are integrated and they all revolve around STEM, like right down to the very chairs we're sitting on or to the laptops that we are using to having this, this podcast. As I said, it is a very main, I mean, foundation of our humankind and our existence. Like in line with all our achievements, such as manufacture, healthcare, technological advancements and so on, pharmaceuticals, like none of this would ever happen without STEM. We wouldn't be where we are today without STEM, especially since we are in the peak of the 21st century. Science and technology has never been better, and we are very blessed, to say the least. Going back to the pathological or the neolithic um, ages, like they have been using stones and carves and, and copper, but that was a sort of technology for them too. We have advanced a vast way since then. We have come a very long way only due to the fact that there have always consistently been people interested in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. If that race dies out, it could be goodbye for mankind, essentially, as we really should take an importance because it's literally all our lives. So we should always focus on the upcoming generation. Not only are they going to lead our country very soon, but their voice and the literal work of their hands would be a major contribution, not only in our own nation, Malaysia, but on the international stage as well. Millennials and Generation Z are the target group of people that have the opportunity of bringing mankind to the next level, and majority of this demographic are currently in high school. for the age From the age of Form 1, to form five we have the chance to mold their minds for them to do something better in the society for them to become a valuable citizen in our community rather than to go into um unnecessary things that could probably hinder um potential in their lives they would be more interested in um projects that could you know make the world a better place so for us to you know instill this sort of passion and understanding in them like, yes, science and technology is imperative for our future. It's imperative for your future. It's going to make our generation and it's essentially for the betterment of society. So students have to be exposed to the uniqueness of this major. They will never find the passion in it and forever be oblivious to a world of opportunities that should be lying at their fingertips if we don't act now and explain to them and expose them to the the greatness of science, technology, engineering, mathematics. The common misconception that has been around these four disciplines is that it is very tough. It is very boring. It is um, unattainable at a certain cost. But once someone really sits down with a book and thinks about it, like how do things work the way they work? Or how do things apply the way they are applied in today's world? It is very interesting. Honestly, like the, the moment we learn something new, aren't we like excited about it? So, for them to apply that and not only learn that specific topic, but to come up with a whole project of their own, a whole thesis of their own that could possibly save mankind, that is very, very important. For example, in the past, inventors and science majors did not wait until their hairs were literally greying before they took an interest in science. They did not start at 40 years old or 50 years old. They started at the mere age of teenagers. For example, Leonardo da Vinci was only 14 years old when he took up apprenticeship to learn a variety of new skills, including carpentry, painting, and even metalworking. Later on, he gained fame by pioneering these inventions of a helicopter, parachute, automobile, clock, scuba diving gear, and so on. He even became the revered painter we all know and love today, which is based on Mona Lisa. So it takes a male 14-year-old to have a dream and to have a passion, to become someone and something, and to invent something that could be so beneficial to mankind one day. For example, Galileo was only 17 when he decided to discover the workings and the concepts of a telescope. That has helped so much of our space exploration up to today, and we have learned so much of science based on what that he has learned back when he was 17 years old. So very much like these teenagers, our high schoolers have the capability of literally changing the world and making this earth a better place. But the first step is instilling this passion into them, for them to be exposed to this whole new world of science and technology and to fall in love with it. So yes, that's what I have to say about it passion in stem for high schoolers
1: all right wow very interesting insights you have there even i was uh, was mm. taken away by so many of your um your explanations and also what who was it galileo was it that you mentioned
2: yes galileo Galilei. he was 17 years old
1: ah <laughs> uh, cool 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 so thank you so much for your insights. so now i will pass it to Vincent.
0: buddy you there oh hi yeah i'm here i'm here yeah all right so from my point of view what is important why is it important to teach high school students about stem so let's look at stem in maybe a general way of what is it like what is s t e and m so we know that it stands for science technology engineering and mathematics right so when we talk about science science is like everywhere in our lives like the nature maybe the electricity or the fan behind you, or the energy or water. All these are the things we learn in science. As for technology, the new era we are living in now is expanding continuously. We do not know the limit of this expansion now that we have like artificial intelligence, 3D printing, and other stuff. As for engineering, it is needed to solve problems and create new designs that benefit us, benefit humanity. For instance, like building flyovers, buildings, cars, mobile phones that you always use, or laptops, depending on the engineering field. And last for mathematics, it is needed in almost every occupation, from single calculations in buying and selling to scientific calculations for scientists and engineers. Like in a whole, all of these four are quite interrelated and it's important for all of us. Like Roshni says, As long as humanity exists, we need science. We need STEM in our life. So which is why STEM curriculum is emphasized greatly in high school. So from my point of perspective, why is it important to be implemented in high school? Is because of the maturity level of the students. So I'm looking at why is it high school students, right? So because during their age, they can understand things better. They are more mature and they can think logically and rationally. Uh, rationally, compared to younger students such as primary school students. Other than that, I believe high school students will find it more interesting to study STEM subjects, as at that age, they start to realize and think of their future, in a sense, what career, lead, what career they want and what's their passion and hobby. And this will definitely help them to put in more passions and interest in studying STEM subjects. So I guess that's all from me.
1: right thank you so much vincent so right now uh i'll just sit to Uh,
3: okay hi everyone again um to me why is it important is because like what roshni and uh vincent said just now because stem is really into our everyday life from science to technology to engineering to math um, for engineering, maybe it's like not really a lot, but for science and technology, it's really everyday. Even now, we are also using the technology to carry on our daily life, ex- include uh, exclusively studying. Like Most of the universities, primary school, secondary school, all of them are using technology to have the classes conducted using online classes. But... I don't think it's only important to teach high school students. I think we can extend the scope to maybe primary students or maybe some who already come up for work. Because STEM is also about boosting the creativity of a particular person. Because when you want to do this, you need to think of a way, just not about the knowledge that you learn, but use the knowledge that you learn to create something with which is physically that you can see, you can touch. So although like many people say, maybe high school students will have much more interest because they have a better knowledge on it. But what I think is maybe you can add some much more simpler theories to the younger students or maybe younger children. And then for the elder people, like maybe when they have already come up for work, maybe you add some social skills, like what Roshni said really previously, like maybe how they communicate. Communicate is, Communication is really an uh, important thing because many conflicts or maybe some other mistakes, great mistakes, comes from miscommunication. If you can't communicate well, even if the idea or the theory is really, really good, it makes no use. Because when you can't communicate, you can't have the same conclusion or the same result when you're doing in a team and most projects requires teamwork, not just a single man work. Yeah. That's what I think why is it important not, but it's not only for the high school students, but for everyone.
1: All right. Thank you, Emily. Yes. I pretty much agree with you that uh, this shouldn't just be, you know, tackled on just a secondary high school students, but also, Technically, everyone around the group, around the world. All right. So now let's have Sidha. What is your perspective on this?
4: So what I personally think is that uh, STEM. Sorry, so STEM like science, technology, engineering, and mathematics can actually let the students to actually think more. Like I'm not saying that other subjects mm-hmm. not letting them think, but these subjects are the subjects that actually let them to think in depth of how things can be solved. Like, uh, they are giving uh, questions so that they can to think more on how to actually find out the solution, how to actually have more alternatives. So this is where that even the technology is being found, but there are so many more improvements and advancements that's made because of this kind of uh, thinking that is programmed in these subjects so i feel like it's more it's quite crucial in our daily life as every humans right now have to have that in-depth thinking of whatever thing we are doing to actually improve the current state so that's all from me
1: all right thank you very much siddha so uh that's all for now we will be right back after a very short break See you guys soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast again. So just a little recap from earlier on. We talked about why is it so important to teach high school students about STEM? Uh, And uh, our lovely guest has already spoken out there insights about um, the whole question. So now let's start uh, another question, which is um, applying the concept or even the culture of STEM into education settings in rural schools especially can be very, very difficult due to the lack of materials or syllabus or even maybe uh, just internet connection since uh, certain areas are quite deep in the forest and they don't really have like uh, signal towers around the area. So it's, it might be very hard for students to perform or even attend online classes. So uh, what are some suggestions that uh, you guys can give that might help them to still apply the culture and the concept of STEM into their educational settings? So let's start with our exclusive guest, Roshni.
2: Hi, thank you, Mark. So, acknowledging the fact that these students are not really blessed when it comes to the facilities and the materials that most high school or even university students are provided with, they are going to face a lot of difficulties. So, some sort of alternatives that can be implemented in place would be university students that are blessed with the materials of having the knowledge and the facilities can host visits to these rural areas and take their time and try to integrate these STEM disciplines into the small schools and homes that are in place there. For example, science, technology, engineering, and maths could be relayed to them in a way that they understand in terms of their literacy level as well. So in essentially, we are talking about going and sitting down with them and trying to engage in a conversation about science and in all its simplicity and complexity as well as we see that they are very curious you know students who are in fact probably interested in science and technology so engaging in conversations alike would be very um probable so yeah i implement that we go and um engage with them and start a conversation with them so secondly i think we should For example, host a book donation that is up to the literacy level. For example, that would be um, encouraging our fellow friends, families and even university schoolmates or peers to donate um, books that are not needed at that time that are related to science, technology, engineering and mathematics um, to us. So we could go um, give the books to them for them to understand and begin to read up and begin to expose themselves to the knowledge of STEM. So obviously it would be books that are really low simplicity if they are at primary level, for example. However, if they are high school students, they would grow to the complexity of learning about um, physics, chemistry, and biology in a deeper level. So yes, if possible, the third option would be to invite them over to our universities or our high schools with more complete set of facilities and give them a tour of these facilities, such as laboratories, the library, and learning spaces. I'm um, sorry, spaces, so they could be exposed to this world of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and in turn would have a deeper passion. And for them, knowing that their circumstances will not hold them back if they even so believe that they can do it believe that if i have a passion in this field i will be able to achieve it if the correct facilities are given to me and handed to me thus i feel like us being able to provide them this opportunity is very very important as they are the new generation they are generation z so it's important for this generation to take place and take hold Um, as I said in my previous question, for the Betterment of Society, for us to see a technological advancement as well. And they hold a very, very important role as well. So my last and final alternative would be to help them apply for scholarships in STEM. There are various institutions and governmental as well as non-governmental organizations that provide scholarships for them however it comes to a curbing hindrance when they are not equipped with the knowledge to apply and register for these scholarships so if we are there as intercessors in place for them so we can aid them to register and apply and make the whole process a lot smoother and also to encourage higher registration and higher applications for the scholarship for them to step out of their zone that they are all too familiar and comfortable with and into the zone of technology and science and a future that is more advanced. So yes, I strongly believe that we should help them in all these aspects for them to come out and be more um, engaging in terms of these four disciplines.
1: All right. Thank you, Roshni. So, you. yeah. So can I pass now to the question
0: to me? Is it? All right. Sure. So for this question, I would like to elaborate more on financial support, which is uh what Roshni said at, uh, at her final point about the money. Okay. So when we talk about lack of materials or syllabus, we usually relate it to how we are going to get the materials right. So usually we'll say through money or maybe through funding, right? So the financial support here that I would state is, firstly, from government. Government, of course, they can make sure that there's an allocation of funds for rural schools for them to get materials needed for STEM subjects to run well. Or government can also directly provide these materials to the rural schools. But we can, of course, understand that sometimes the funds given by government are being used in other more important aspects or areas in schools. So there are not enough funds to get the STEM materials or maybe uh, buildings for laboratories or apparatus or ingredients, all those stuff. Hence, the PTA, Parents Teachers Association, can work hand in hand between parents and teachers to fundraise money for the STEM materials. Or they can try to ask for sponsorship from private organization or humanitarian organization. So with this, I believe the school can gain enough materials for the students to have a better place and the proper materials to study same subjects. That's all from me.
1: All right, thank you very much, Vincent, for your insights. So, can I now have uh, Sidha to give your perspective on this? So
4: okay, thank you, Mike. So what will the ideas that actually can help the rural area students to actually embrace the culture of STEM is by the schools collaborating with the universities because universities actually have the facilities in terms of the lab materials and the more products in chemistry wise or physics wise and anything. So in that case, the students will get to know more about the products and the facilities in person, that might give them an insight and idea of how to improve and actually be advance of things. So I think schools actually plays a really really important part in having in embracing the STEM culture in students' mind. So that's all from me.
3: Thank you.
1: All right, thank you, Sita um now let's pass it to emily
3: um okay thank you mark um from what i want to say is i really agree with roshney Vincent and siddha but what i think is if you have rural schools then that means you have teachers in the schools teaching the students so the teacher can have the like they take the initiative to let the students have their own way in associating the STEM concept in the in their everyday uh, teaching. Like, even in our schools, like last time when we were in secondary school, if you go to each and every class, you will find a different teaching method from each and every teacher. Even, like, say the syllabus is the same. So in rural areas, it will much more depend on the creativity of the students and the teachers to, like... in the stem concept in the in their teachings like we did in the soap making actually there was a like few problems like we have the materials which is not enough and then some materials is dangerous but the students were really creative that they say maybe they can lend some help from the school or something like it's really Depends, like I say really earlier, like creativity. Or maybe in rural areas, they have a different lifestyle with us in the city. Maybe in city, we have a lot of technologies or maybe some other helps that we can get really, really easily. But in rural areas, maybe we can take something from our everyday life. Maybe some really simple things. Maybe the tools that we use to farm or maybe the tools we use. We can use that to create something from that. Maybe some other experiments that we sometimes see on the internet. That is a way that we can like apply the STEM syllabus, just not, and it's not like the blocking from, or the block stone from, because of the lacking of materials and syllabus. It's about how can we use another way, an alternative to create the same results from it. Yeah, that is what, uh, that is all uh, that I want to say.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Emily. So, yeah, folks. So, technically, there's always other alternatives that we can always take to help the underprivileged students who are not blessed to have the technology that we have in uh, big, bigger cities like us. So, people in the Kampong Kampong area, you know, so, like, uh, just... It's okay. Like, um, there's always other alternative ways for you guys to get education, especially when about uh, STEM stuff. Um, We, uh, as university students, or even students who are blessed to have this technology, should really, really, really volunteer and help out with the students who are underprivileged. So yeah, that's all for now. Uh, We will be right back for our last question and a wrap up right after this short break. all right hey what's up guys so we're back for the last question of the day so a little bit of recap of what happened earlier on with the question before this it says uh, i asked everyone all the guests about if it's possible to apply the concept and culture of stem into the educational settings of you know underprivileged students students who are in the like uh, in the very deeper side of the city or in the rural areas, as it can be very difficult for them to attend online learning or even do any learning um, virtually. So I asked all the guests about some suggestions that uh, the school may apply or may do. And pretty much there was a lot of stuff that uh, all of them have said, and they're very interesting. So better make sure you make notes of that. So anyways, let's continue on with our last question for today. So guys, relating back to the question, right? What are some examples of simple projects students can do applying the concept of STEM? You know, these examples can be as simple as much as it can be as long as it applies the the culture and the concept STEM. So right now we'll go with our exclusive guest, Roshni.
2: Hi, thank you so much, Mark. So in regards to STEM, which is essentially science, technology, engineering, mathematics, these aspects are integrated into one. So a couple of science projects ideas that could be implemented to aid students in exposure to STEM. The first example would be water displacement. What is water displacement? It is basically off of buoyancy and Archimedes' principle of having Place a stone inside of a measuring cylinder or a beaker and seeing the effects of how the volume of the entire body of the system of the water changes. So this basically explains um that bodies that enter water can change in volume and have an effect to the volume of the water. These are the very simple concepts that we use in our everyday world, such as using boats and Sampans, or even any buoyancy um, body that is used in water. So, the next example would be having a solar system um, diorama. So, enabling students to create their own diorama of the solar system, so having the nine planets and the sun in the middle, they are able to learn a thing or two about space and um, are able to digest the fact that space exploration is very very important so every single planet have its own climate has its own environment everything so they are able to learn something that is outside of this world essentially so i feel that that is a very good knowledge everybody should equip themselves with a third example is based on biology which which is a very important department of science um it would be as simple as studying the activity of microorganisms for example leaving a bread in the sun and coming back a couple of days later to observe the activity of fungi and bacteria on the surface of that bread which essentially tells us that not all things that we see with the naked eyes are essentially um very um just because we don't see it with the naked eye doesn't mean it is not there so microbial activity is very real and yes, we should begin to expose ourselves to that study as well. Lastly, an example would be of density. So take an example of a lava lamp, for example. If we use everyday home materials to make a lava lamp, we could add oil, food colouring, a fizzy tablet. So once we put that all in a beaker and insert water inside, we will see the activity of all these three different liquids and see how they are morphed into different levels. So this is where we explore the fact that not everything morphs with water as a solvent. It has different densities, which means that it could be on top of water or below of water. So essentially, it explains the fact that um, all solvents are not the same and all liquids are not the same. So yes, that is the few very simple science projects that I think would be very beneficial to students who are entering into STEM.
1: All right, thank you, Roshini. Very, very interesting projects you have there. All right, so now let's have uh, Emily give us some of your lovely, lovely ideas. Um,
3: what I had in mind is really, really simple. The first one will be cooking, actually. Like, um for different parts in, whether you're in the urban area or rural area, everyone needs cooking, they need food to live on. So for example, if you're in a city, maybe you can bake something like a cake or a bread, which includes the technology being used, the ovens, and then maybe some science, like, how is the yeast going to make the bread more fluffy, or maybe, you add to less yeast, then it will be really, really hard. Like the taste that you want or maybe some flavorings in the cake or the bread or anything you cook. But if it's in the rural area, maybe you learn some real techniques on how you're going to bake the cake in the most traditional way. And then the other one will be about the pressure. Like we, everyone, if you have the... Uh, you have the showering system or maybe a pipe. Then maybe you can close like one the the output of the hose maybe with your hands, and then you will see the water being much more spray much more further or much more nearer to you. That's about the you are applying the concept of pressure in the experiment. It's not an experiment, just and it's just an consider an activity. The third one will be like something maybe it's really simple like. We have some experience when we were in primary school, maybe the teacher asked you to buy some green beans from the market and plant it. But if you're going to use the stem, maybe you can observe how is it grow or maybe how long does it take for you to at least consume it or maybe some other aspects like Why does uh, no, how does the roots or maybe how does the stems grow in different ways or maybe in different conditions? How does it grow? It's something new or maybe something really excited to see and experiment or maybe explore. Yes, that is what I want to say for this question.
1: Right. Thank you, Emily. Way to go, thinking outside the box. Speaking of bread, oh gosh, I'm really, really craving for bread now for some reason. (laughs) So anyways, without further ado, can I have Vincent
0: talk about this question? So from what I can think of now, as in a rural area, I believe most of them, uh, they have phone or maybe they have laptop, right? So one of the projects I can think of is more for the programming project. So it's like programming a software on an application. This is because, as we all know, now Form 1, Form 2, and Form 3 students, they are given the chance to study ASK. You might wonder, what is ASK? ASK stands for Asasi Science Computer, and this will be in their PT3 exam as well. Hence, they're exposed to this logical pattern of coding at a younger age, compared to us from the older generation, which prompts them to practice more critical thinking and be more creative and innovating, uh, innovative in programming. This is definitely a good initiative by the government. And because before this new KSSM syllabus, for the students under the KBSM syllabus, they are not taught about programming uh, coding. Only when they attend college or universities and when they take computer science, computer engineering, or other related courses, then they will only be exposed to programming and coding. And languages like Python, C language, or C++. So this tells us that nowadays, students from Form 1 to Form 3, they are exposed to sin- computer science. So they are able to program and they are able to learn about this pattern and also critical thinking at a younger age compared to us. And for, in my opinion, they can actually program a simple software an application or perhaps a game. Yeah. So that's all from me.
1: Hey, thank you, Vincent. Very cool idea about students making, you know, startup games and all that. It's a pretty cool idea. So I maybe even want to try it out. <laughs> Anyways, so let's have Siddha. What is your ideas for a so simple project for the my students?
4: uh just doing like simple activities so that they can actually think in depth of what's actually happening so everyone's house they actually have oil and they do cook every single day and boil water every single day but when some kind of questions like which one actually boils faster like water boils faster or oil boils faster this kind of question like not many people think about it but when you think about it it will actually lead to think of why does oil actually boils faster than water because the density in oil actually has, no, the heat capacity of oil actually is faster than the water. So I feel like uh, the students can actually take up initiatives to actually experiment small-small activities, small-small games to actually learn in-depth, to actually uh, learn how to think in-depth how to actually think beyond one question. How to actually think beyond the box, actually. So what I had in mind was like, uh, how does oil boil faster than water? And then the volcano project, like, how does it, like, how does the vinegar temperature affect how fast the volcano erupts? Or does the shape of the volcano affect the direction of the eruptions? So these kind of small, small activities Although it might look fun, it might look easy, it might look like it's our daily life, but it will give them an idea of to think more than what they are doing currently. To not just only do it for a sake, for exam or just to learn. It's for a sake of to actually master the skill of thinking a lot more people.
1: All right. Thank you, Sita, And thank you everyone for your lovely, lovely, simple ideas. So to all you students out there who's listening to this, I hope you guys probably wrote this down in your notebook and maybe even try it out, you know, making games, uh, a self-made lava lamp or, you know, as as something as simple as what uh, Emily has mentioned. So anyways, now we're going to go to our wrap up. So I would like, ask all of you guys if you like to say anything to the students out there To that is, you know, attempting to learn about STEM or maybe just getting to know about STEM. What are some words that you would like to say to them, encourage them to study and continue their burning passion for STEM? So let's go with Roshni.
2: Hi, thank you, Mark. So first and foremost, I would Just prompt them not to even be scared by the notion of thinking that STEM is really hard, because honestly, it is not. If we start at a very simple and simplistic way of approaching these units and these subjects and these fields as a whole, it is not. It is very interesting, in fact, from the science that we've learned from Standard 1 up to Form 5, it has slowly integrated to become more complex over time. That is how STEM in university works as well. And that is how we will be fully equipped one day to come up with ideas of our own. So first and foremost, do not be scared, jump head, head first if you have to, honestly, because STEM is very interesting and it will literally change the course of mankind. It will not only, you know, um, Improve yourself, it will improve your society, our nation, and on a global scale as well. So, that is the encouragement I have to our fellow peers out there.
1: All right, thank you, Roshni So, what about Sita?
4: So, what I have in my mind is like whenever you are actually trying to make some changes, when you have ideas on how you can actually improve things, even the slightest things, you can actually try to do it. Just do it. no matter what it takes up, because if people kept on thinking, we won't be having that technology advancement as how we are having it right now. So I feel like the younger generation have to have more courage and more confidence in what they actually learn and what they are actually thinking in their heads. So believe in yourself and execute it, no matter what it takes. That's all from.
1: All right, thank you, Sidha, for your words of encouragement. So now can I have Emily? Hello, Emily. Are you there? Uh,
3: okay, can you hear me now?
1: Ah uh, yes. Hello.
3: Yeah. Okay, um, thank you, Mark. Um, what I would like to say to the students is like don't think that STEM is something really, really hard maybe to learn or to like be to understand the concept. Because STEM something that is really interesting in STEM is actually it is really in our everyday life. We can use it in our everyday life. Like maybe even if we didn't notice, like even if the phone or the laptops or maybe the televisions that we are using is actually a part of the technology. It's also a part of the STEM. So if you are really going into an activity about STEM, just think of it as a game. For a game, there's only two outcomes. It's either you lose or you win. If you lose, you gain the experience and maybe improve to get a better results next time. Or if you win, don't be proud. Just think of it as something you can really gain and then maybe in future, if you have another chance, maybe you can use it in some other ways. And before even thinking about starting the whole thing, be prepared and because, and most importantly, have a positive mindset. A positive mindset will bring you further than you can think of. And then thinking that it will fill, even without starting, will just make things worse because you have that mindset that I cannot do it. I can't accomplish it. I'm going to feel that will become a blocking stone for you and not success in any ways. And then I remember something I read really, uh, when I was much younger, um, is like this, those who dare to feel miserably can achieve greatly. It was by John F Kennedy, not mistaken. I'm not saying that everything you do will fail like miserably, but being having a failure experience isn't something really, really big. Like for like an example, another example is like Einstein. He create he wants to experiment. He wants to create a light bulb, but he failed for I think 999 times. But at the one thousand times, he finally made it. So having failure experience isn't something bad I would say but it's something that moves you it's something that encourages you to move on so STEM is also something which is similar you just need to keep on trying and going on with it one day you will, re- you will surely get to what you want and accomplish the goal that you set for yourself
1: alright thank you Emily for those very very wise words so now uh, let's have Vincent
0: Okay, sure. So for me, to encourage students to learn more about STEM, first, I would like to tell you, if you think STEM is the right thing for you and it can burn your passion, I would definitely recommend you to go for it. Give it a try. Success doesn't come in one day or even one try. You must work hard towards it. Keep trying and experimenting. If you fail or hit an obstacle, don't give up. Continue this try and error process. Keep repeating it. Try. And if you fail, try again. You should find the right one at the right time. Like what Thomas Thomas Edison, yes, he once said, he has not failed, but he has just found 10,000 ways that wouldn't work. So for you students out there, go for a try, do it. And if it burns your passion, give it more try. If you fail, try again until you success. That is all from me.
1: All right, thank you, Vincent. Yeah, for me, I completely agree with everyone is that I understand that STEM might look incredibly scary at first, but once you get a hang with it, I'm pretty sure everyone will do fine. If if you continue to keep failing in it, it doesn't mean that you should stop. It just means that you're gaining more experience and you know that you will be much more better in whatever you're doing. Even as a marketing major student, I never really thought of actually applying STEM into my own course. I really thought that it was unnecessary. But until I realized that marketing is all about uh, creating like strategies and all that, I thought it was just creating strategies and all and like uh, how to understand the market. But actually, when it comes to digital marketing, I have been actually using a lot of online software such as Canva and PictureShark to actually help me in my assignments and also my other marketing stuff. So, you know, things like Canva and also Picture Chart is considered as technology, the T in STEM. So as you can see, uh, throughout our lives, STEM will forever be part of our lives and it's everywhere, all around us. So I really, really do encourage all of you guys who are listening to really go for it and strive for your passion in STEM. So thank you guys again. And thank you to our exclusive guest for today, Roshni, for attending this this, uh, podcast episode. And I wish all of you guys, especially students, all the best in STEM. Good night. If you like our podcast, Please help us to share with people around you. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at Speak Up Malaysia where we share how we are working towards quality education in Malaysia. See you next time.